Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. So please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome your hosts, Jessica Gardner and John Davidson. Hey, theme park fans. Welcome to the first episode of The First Drop. That's right. We're talking all new coasters here at The First Drop. We are discussing the all-new Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, and Dr. Diabolical. I hear you were lucky enough to go to Wonder Woman for Media Day. I was. I was so excited to be invited to Media Day for Wonder Woman Flight of Courage. I was also excited not to have to wake up at three in the morning to go with the rest of the coaster enthusiasts. I had an appointment time, which was really great. I got to go on at about 10.30. But when I got there, I ran into all of my friends from the Southern California coaster enthusiasts and everybody's eyes were wide. They're smiling ear to ear and having the best morning. And had some of them had already ridden it 13, 14 times at that point. And so just getting everybody's excitement and smiles was just really, really cool. And I just waited it out and said hi to all my friends, waited for my appointment time. And then I got to actually have my first ride recorded. So that's really fun. That's on my TikTok, the theme park heads. (laughs) So tell us about this reverse POV, because I think that's a little unique for media days. Most of the time you can't record on coasters. No, but they had a rig set up for us on the coaster that they were handing out thumb drives afterwards if you were a member of the media. Derek Perry, I think, recorded one for the Coaster Enthusiasts, and Elizabeth Ringus was there too. And I'm so glad I did, although it's absolutely mortifying to watch yourself. <laughs> right, or at least it was for me, just because I really wanted to be surprised. You know, I really wanted to experience everything with everybody watching. So, that chain lift hill, 131 feet, aka 13 stories tall, uh, 87 degree first drop from the front row my first time. My first reaction right away was I couldn't believe how smooth everything was. I must have said it eight different times while I was riding the coaster. Uh, so, oh, wow, so it's before, so smooth. Mm-hmm. But, but just to set the stage, have you been on a single rail yet? No. Okay, so this was not just the first time you rode Wonder Woman. This is the first time you've done single single rail. rail. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us a little more now that you set the stage. First single rail ever. Can I also say that I was surprised at how loud the chain hill was? Like, really? You don't have to say that. We all know. I don't know why. They're they're always crazy loud on the single rail. I was surprised. I was so, I was, I was really, I've seen so much footage and I guess I just never heard it up close. And so that kind of shocked me. I should also say the cars are really beautiful. Like the painting, the, I'm obviously a huge Wonder Woman fan. Maybe not obviously, but I am a huge Wonder Woman fan. In fact, I dressed up as I often do when I'm invited to any media opening, I will totally be on theme when I was there for opening day of Emperor, the dive coaster at SeaWorld San Diego. I dressed as like an all Emperor Penguin themed outfit. So I was all Wonder woman up and I was super excited to see that the cars are just beautiful, stars and stripes, just really well done. 13 stories high, 87 degree first drop, so smooth. So fun. That raven dive right at the beginning. Then you go into a 180 degree stall, a high speed turnaround. 
I must have said woo like 80 times. <laughs> uh, the zero G's were great. And what the, what really struck me and what I was talking to Elizabeth Ringus about afterwards was that you're doing all of these the zero G in the, the 180 stall and the overbank cutback. And yet it's so smooth. I couldn't get over how smooth it was from the front row. To be quite honest, when I got to the end, I was really thinking that to me, even with all of that craziness, this was more like a medium intensity coaster. And then I wrote it from the back row. And oh my gosh, it's a completely different coaster. I was joking with Doug Perry, I think, that we should get two coaster credits (laughs) because it felt like joking, obviously joking. I don't know who I'm talking to here, John. I won't try to try to steal two credits from this. But here I am thinking it's the smooth, medium intensity coaster. When I wrote it from the back row, oh my goodness, the amount that you are whipped around, the airtime that you get from the back row was absolutely intense. So fun, completely different experience. You were getting airtime even on like the little bunny hills at the end. But that first hill, the way you're whipped over the top. Oh my goodness. I joked when I looked at myself afterwards, I had like crazy, like coaster hair, don't care. (laughs) Absolutely crazy hair out to here. It was just a completely different experience. So I was like, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure. If you get a chance to choose, which do you want? Do you want the views? Because the views from the front row can't be beat. They're phenomenal. Do you want a nice, smooth ride with the great views and just feeling like you're flying? Or do you want to be in the back row and have that intensity, have that kick? It was it was really phenomenal. Well, I love Jersey Devil and I love uh, the Gen 1, I should say, of the single rail for the other Wonder Woman. So I, I can't wait to get out there and write this one. So, But that's not all. You didn't just get to write it. You also got to talk to somebody. Tell us a little bit about I that. sure did. I sure did. I looked to my left uh, after some of the fanfare. There's, you know, when you go to a media day, there's a press conference. They had like the first official riders on the coaster, which actually I know we talked about in a previous episode. I guess I should mention here the thing that we had talked about planning didn't happen for the first ride. We originally uh, had talked about it being a group of breast cancer survivors like myself. Six Flags already had a different plan put in place, as it turns out. Um, So we are still talking about doing a ride like this in the future just to help raise awareness for breast cancer, maybe during Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October, but TBD, everybody on that. But I don't want anybody to be upset because the first riders, quote unquote, first riders were still really cool. It was um, female first responders from the LAPD. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, who put themselves on the line out there every day. So it was still really inspiring and they were it was still matching up kind of with how we were thinking too. But it was still really cool. And I actually got to talk to them and get their first reactions. Some of them were not coaster enthusiasts <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> or some of them I think one of them was their first it might have been their first coaster and their first time at Magic Mountain. So that kind of blew my mind. But anyway, I looked to my left after all the fanfare had kind of died down. And I was like, oh my gosh, is that Darren Tour from Rocky Mountain Construction? And Darren stepped over to the side with me around like a little corner, a little brick wall corner, and gave me an interview. And I recorded it. And I thought you all might like to hear it. Now, know that we are at Six Flags Magic Mountain. 
where they are now the award-winning 20 coasters in the park, right? So a lot is happening around us. So excuse the audio. And also just please excuse how much of a nerd I am talking to (laughs) Rocky Mountain Construction. I love Rocky Mountain Construction. I'm such a fan of their coasters. So please forgive me for how how nerdy I sound in this next clip. So we are here at Six Flags Magic Mountain for the opening of Wonder Woman Flight of Courage. And I happen to be right here with the president of Rocky Mountain Construction. Tell us about the origins of getting this coaster made. Well, Jessica, it's nice to be here with you today. We're thrilled to get this, you know, this fantastic new ride open. You know, it's really a collaborative process where we, I guess if I would back up a little bit, we really developed the single rail coaster based on our iBox platform. And this is our second generation of it. So the, through the first generation, we opened it up with Railblazer and Fiesta Texas. And there was some things that, you know, it was a great ride, but some things we thought we could do. We're always, we can never be satisfied and we wanted to make it better. So between that, we really ran new trains that we developed for it. We changed the track a little bit and a couple of the mechanical things have changed awesome. And I think it's a, it's a great ride. In terms of the design, it was really collaborative with, you know, typically what starts off with our design team will come up with a concept. We'll be given a theme level from the park, what they're looking for, a little bit of a footprint, and then they'll ask us to go crazy with it. We'll get them a basic concept that they're able to look at, kind of dig in a little bit. And then it becomes very collaborative back and forth to make sure we you give something that's, you know, it's going to be spectacular. I have to say I'm nerding out a little bit right now being here with you. I am a Rocky Mountain Construction super fan. My favorite coasters uh, on the planet, like up in my top five, are uh, right here, Twisted Colossus and Wicked Cyclone at Six Flags New England. I'm just a, such a fan. Do you have a favorite coaster? Uh, like your children, they get on me. Uh, you can't pick a favorite. <laughs> but, but if you had to, is it the next one? Uh, it's always what we're working on. I did. I will tell you though, I get the, for the, because of the pandemic, I've been with the company for about two and a half years now. And because of the pandemic, I wasn't able to get out and ride, you know, right. You know, things were shut down. So this was my, today was my first time to get to ride Twisted Colossus. And oh, I loved it. That's yeah. so crazy that you had Twisted Colossus. So you just got to do it. What did you think? Oh, I thought it was incredible. You know, it's a little bit, you know, I'm a little bit new enough on my coaster enthusiast journey. I've always been a fan, but really in the business for the last couple of years. So for me, it's a little bit that sensory overload override where I just enjoy the first, you know, lap around with it. I've only ridden it once. I thought it was incredible. I uh, just love the head choppers and I love the twist. Love that you can't see things coming. Yeah. I mean, I, I need to go back at the end to be able to absorb it more, but I mean, Alan did a great job and, you know, Fred did a great job with the whole team of building it. I love the fact that we're building these engineering, you know, works apart and to have a great foundation like we did you know with Colossus and to be able to build upon that fl- platform and it's something like that maybe we got to the point where they couldn't even maintain it any longer because of the maintenance yeah. expense it's my favorite coaster here in the park although Wonder Woman I don't know now I've been on it in the front row and in the back row what do you think of Wonder Woman it was so fun I, I, I thanks you know thank you for the kind words where you know we put so much effort into this and it's such a collaborative effort with the entire team tremendous amount of craftsmanship working with the parks are so involved with it but the fact that people like that you get joy out of it is you know we're like jake used to say is you know we, we you know we're selling smiles and i think that's absolutely what we're trying to do and i'm happy to hear that you enjoyed it and hopefully it's going to be a 
iconic fixture here for the next 50 years. Lauda, please take back with you that we all hear all the American Coaster enthusiasts and all the bloggers and influencers I've seen today. We've all had just the best day today. And we're all so excited for this coaster. I also think, you know, such a knowledgeable audience, the coaster enthusiasts, and I really appreciate the feedback that we get too. And you know, and how we can continue. To you, or is it too nerdy for you? <laughs> no, no. We're, we're, you know, we're super nerds when it comes to coasters. We have to be. And, and we've, you know, if you want to be innovative and always, you know, have a, you know, a good future in front of you, you have to continually be innovating and kind of that creative destruction, you know, mentality and love what we've done, but we can't ever rest. Um, I think for, you know, the near term, we're ramping back up because the pandemic was really hard on us. Yeah. We're ramping back up, getting our teams in place. Got a couple good projects that we can kind of get going with. Um, we were able to more than double our engineering team this last year. Wow. So it really just some wonderful people that we, we had a great team. We we're able to bring on some great people and really, you know, looking forward to getting, I'll say, you know, innovative and bringing some new ground, which we'll start working on in the fall. So you have your suggestions, get them to us. We're happy oh my to. Gosh. <laughs> I have so many suggestions. We're happy to take your up, Jessica. Wow, thanks. Oh, I've got the chills. That's amazing. Thank you so much for talking to me today. I really appreciate it. And everybody, Wonder Woman Flight of Courage at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Get here. Come ride it. It's amazing. So what's next, Jessica, on our list? Oh, we're going to Disney World. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which I ha- I told everybody how to get on this coaster. And yet I still haven't been to Florida to get on this coaster. But I know tons of people who have. And all I've heard is positive reviews. How about you? I have heard nothing but positive also. And no, I have not had an opportunity oh. to be there either. So you and I are completely in the dark about we this. We are. I'm going in October. I can't wait. Well, we'll have to cut over to somebody who has ridden the coaster. Hey, this is Doug Perry from the Ace Pacific Southwest region. And recently I had the opportunity to visit Walt Disney World and ride the new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind roller coaster at Epcot. I won't give you too many details about the ride itself, but if you don't want to hear any spoilers at all about the experience, you may want to fast forward a couple of minutes, or if you like what you're hearing and want to listen again, feel free to Cosmic Rewind. I personally don't like knowing a lot of details about a new coaster before riding it, so I avoided as many spoilers about Cosmic Rewind as possible. But going into it, I did know that it was built by Vacoma, had rotating cars, and featured a pop music soundtrack with songs from the 70s and 80s. What I wasn't expecting was how much I would love the ride. It truly exceeded my expectations, and I would say it's probably my new favorite indoor roller coaster and definitely my favorite Disney coaster. Way to go, Vacoma! (laughs) As soon as you enter the ride building, wow, you see one of the impressive pre-show areas that immerse you in the world of Marvel and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Overhead on the ceiling, you learn about the Xandarians, And as you proceed throughout the queue and several pre-show areas, you discover more about what you're about to experience. The whole way building anticipation and getting you excited. And there are some really neat references to previous Epcot attractions. So good. Everything held my interest. I was captivated by everything I saw and heard. Now, some people may expect be expecting a similar storyline to the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout attraction at Disney California Adventure, which replaced their Tower of Terror. But this is a completely different story. It's so good. Once you're in the loading area, seats are assigned by a cast member, but you can request seats. I've ridden in the front, the middle, and back. 
And I recommend sitting in row one and also row nine, which is the second to last row in the back. My first ride was in row one and my mind was blown. During that initial ride, Cosmic Rewind was basically what I've always wanted in an indoor coaster, but up until then had never really experienced. The visuals are awesome and the ride seems really long for an indoor coaster. It's action packed and lots of fun. Obviously not the most intense coaster, but I love how well themed the ride is and the adventure that it takes you on. Cosmic Rewind is out of this world. It feels so immersive and like you're actually flying around at the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's amazing. Once the ride ends, you see everyone getting off has smiles on their faces and they're all amped up and ready to ride again. Unfortunately, right now there isn't a regular standby queue. So luckily, before I had visited Walt Disney World, I had listened to the Ride With Us podcast a few episodes ago with Jessica and her helpful tips on securing at least one ride, possibly more, on Cosmic Rewind. Check that out if you haven't already. Very helpful. There are virtual queues that open up on the Walt Disney World app every morning at 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. And you can also try paying for Lightning Lane the day of your visit, too. A couple of options there. And if you didn't know, Cosmic Rewind took over the Universe of Energy Pavilion. So when you enter the park, go towards Spaceship Earth and then take a left. It's so exciting to finally have a roller coaster at Epcot. This is the first coaster to be built at Epcot, and it's the world's largest enclosed roller coaster. The track length is over 5,000 feet, which is even long for an outdoor roller coaster. With a height restriction of 42 inches, it's a perfect ride for families to take their kids on, and it's exciting enough for thrill-seekers. The music played during the ride will appeal to riders of all different generations. There are six different songs played, and you never know what you're going to get. It's a total surprise. It's always a fun surprise. This coaster appeals to almost everybody. It's like an updated Space Mountain. And you don't even have to be familiar with the Guardians of the Galaxy to follow what's happening in the story and to fully enjoy it. This new addition to Epcot, along with the nighttime lagoon show Harmonious, which opened last October for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, plus Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, which originally opened at Walt Disney Studios Park in Paris, and Frozen Ever After, plus everything else Epcot has to offer has actually, for the first time in forever, made Epcot my favorite park at Walt Disney World. And there's even more planned for Epcot in the near future. Now, not to be outdone, the new Tron Light Cycle Run Coaster, also from Vacoma, will be opening soon at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. I'm so excited for that, especially now after riding Cosmic Rewind. Oh, man. You said October, right? October. I cannot wait. First weekend in October. I'll report it to you as soon as I get on it. (laughs) Uh, Is it bad that I'm going to be in Florida in September? I'm not sure yet if I'm going to get a chance to ride. Yes, that's terrible. What are you doing? (laughs) Yes, I need need to get on the plane. I need to hear from other coaster enthusiasts. (laughs) (laughs) I need to know. All right. But that's not our last first drop. What is our last first drop? Dr. Diabolical. I have to say it like that. Dr. I I think, I I guess, excitement and ground ground up marketing that they've done. Yeah. uh, You've got to kind of say it like that. They've been doing an amazing job promoting that, right? And I love a good theme. Cliffhanger. Tell me a little bit about it. Because I think they're having their media day next weekend after we film this, record That's this. That's right. That's right. So, so we haven't time been on it. Yeah. You know, so technically none of us have. So we're <laughs> going to have to reach out to uh, some people who were on one of the first rides and we'll try to get that. But just to set the stage, this one is a dive coaster. Mm-hmm. 
It is a Beyond Vertical with the holding brake. So I've been on yes. quite a few. And you've actually already mentioned one dive coaster yeah. uh, already in this episode. So uh, did Emperor have the holding brake? They sure did. Uh, I, I love it. So right now, I think Shikra is probably my favorite at Bush Gardens from uh, from a dive coaster standpoint. I love hang time too, but I'm only mentioning ones in California, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky enough to be around many. <laughs> Which is good. All right. So let's uh, see if we can reach out and find somebody who has been on that ride. I am excited to sit down with Jeff Legault from Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. What a year 2022 has been. And we have so many new coasters across the United States and honestly across the world this year. And what is it like to bring a new coaster to culmination? For in 2022 after so much uncertainty. It is certainly a sweet moment for any park, but especially at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. We work so hard to get Dr. Diabolical's cliffhanger open, but anytime you're opening a new coaster, it takes so much to get to this point. With the planning and the prep, and once you get to construction, it's a whole different ball game. But even in this day and age with supply chain issues and labor issues, it adds a different dynamic to the whole situation. And even though we would have liked to open it a little sooner, I'm glad we're getting it done today and we're finally ready to debut it to our guests. It is here a perfect time for the peak of summer for 2022. And what does this really mean to you to open a new coaster this year after so much preparations? Personally, this is the point where it just becomes a lot of fun. You do a lot of hard work to get to this point and there's a lot of long days and late nights and just organizational challenges, but when you actually get to the point of having fun and watching people ride it for the first time and seeing their actual reaction, that's why we do what we do for that reaction. And so when you have a guest that is genuinely terrified or screaming and having a great time, that's why we build these toys. It's ultimately what brings people here. We love coasters just as much as anybody else. So really having that opportunity is what makes it all worthwhile. I mean, you literally bring fun to people's lives for a living. I mean, I, I, can't complain about it one bit. The days are long and crazy sometimes, and they may not go to plan, but at the end of the day, it's all worth it. So, and today was Media Day. It brought us together. So what does Media Day mean for you as the person behind the scenes? It is always one of those days that you know is going to be extremely exhausting, but it's going to be worth every moment. There's a lot that goes into it behind the scenes, but once you actually get it up and running and the process just takes its course, um, and you look back at how it all played out, it's a very rewarding experience, especially when you're able to partner with great industry friends like Ace and have those resources to go to and just know that there's always a constant voice of support. It makes it that much sweeter. We're truly honored to be invited to be involved. So tell us, Dr. Diabolical is, you know, when we all have thought about Six Flags Parks, we don't always think about mega theming. It's a lot of times it's about just a good, solid, awesome thrill ride. But Dr. Diabolical and a lot of Fiesta Texas now is bringing in a lot of theming and making it truly a Six Flags theme park. Tell me about who Dr. Diabolical is. So Dr. Diabolical is our new villainess here at Six Flags Fiesta Texas. And her goal is to use her terrifying machine to harness the essence of human fear to power the machine that will bring life to her monsters. So part of that storytelling experience, our guests will discover that the Q-Line experience really shows Dr. Diabolical who she is in her laboratory. And you'll notice that something isn't quite right about the whole situation. And then it carries all the way through to the audio components of the ride itself, because a lot of people 
don't know that there's actual audio built into the ride at the cliffhanger moment. So might be a little bit of a spoiler alert if you haven't been on it yet, but it's something to look forward to. But it all plays into the storytelling premise of the ride, which is a path we're definitely going down more. And I think it really creates an immersive experience for our guests. And this isn't the first venture into more massive theming for y'all. You introduced um, DC area is much more themed now. And what what did y'all do to make a DC Comics area more themed? I mean, if you look all the way back in 2015, when Batman opened, like that set a new precedence for the theming. And we really expanded it from there. Wonder Woman created a whole different audience when we had just the Wonder Woman IP, which resonates well with not only all of our guests, but a lot of our female guests and young girls. And they love just having that aspect of seeing Wonder Woman in such a strong position. And when you work that into the storytelling aspect of the line, it really creates a different experience. You look at the opposite side of that with a villain like Joker and the, what we did there with the Q house and actually having a fun house before you get on the ride, it started to expand it. I think the culmination is really Dr. Diabolical's cliffhanger because it, now it brings together the storytelling element, what we've been teasing literally for months about our story and having the phone number the guests could call and all the teasers we put in the park and seeing the character come to life at the different Ace events we've had and letting members actually interact with her and her minions. And now you're finally getting to go into her laboratory and finally getting to ride the ride and experience it. It brings it all full circle. But um, all of that is intentional and the way it's grown and developed is also intentional because that that is the way you need to present a ride. Um, so there are a lot of different ways we can do it. And I think our guests, and especially a lot of our ACE friends will know that there are alternative, more simple ways to do things sometimes, but we want it to be the full experience now. And I think Dr. Dybal's, Dr. Diabolical's cliffhanger really shows off what you can do with the right amount of theming and done in the right way. Agreed. And it's very impactful. And I feel like that's one thing that you focus on in your theming is going for where the impact points are. That it's not about quantity, it's about quality. Correct. And that's where the Crack Axle Canyon Scree Punk District has really come full circle. The theming started a long time ago in Crack Axle Canyon. If you notice when um, Chop 6 came in, some of those steampunk elements started to pop up and you saw them more and more in buildings. You saw them with Daredevil Die Flying Machines. And now we just continue that theme. So it, it really is becoming a more immersive experience for our game. Yes. And for those who haven't visited the park yet, um, Dr. Dabakwell's Cliffhanger is part of the steampunk area. Correct. But I want to back us up for a minute so that for those that might not know, you referenced Wonder Woman's IP. Can you explain what an IP is for anyone who might not know? Sure. So IP is intellectual property. So any of the DC characters or anything that is owned by another party that we use here in the park, we have a partnership with them. So we use the Wonder Woman intellectual property, all the DC characters. They're not owned by Six Flags, but we work with Warner Brothers to bring those characters to the lives of our guests. It's a good question. And so what's next? Oh, God. Annette? <laughs> After media day, a nap is always next. But looking at Six Flags, I mean, we're always thinking ahead. We know, we know what we want for the next few years. What comes to reality is a different thing. It all depends on economic conditions. And who would have thought two years ago that we would have had any sort of pandemic that changed anything. So while we do have a vision and plan and what we'd like to have come to the park in the next few years, a lot of it is very subject to change. But I can tell you one thing is for certain, it is not going to stay the way it was. Things will constantly be changed and added, and we're always looking for ways to improve things for our guests, even if it's something simple, like on Dr. Diabolical's cliffhanger having the new locker pass-through system. Things like that aren't 
earth shattering investments, but it's a convenience for our guests that makes it different. So whether it's a new ride or a new convenience, more shade, more plants, things to beautify the park a little more, there's always something that's coming up next on the horizon for us. There is. And that's a really great point you brought up about the lockers of Dr. Dima with Close Hanger. That's different for y'all because here you have been very inviting to dropping your stuff on the platform, but it does slow down loading and it makes the lines move slower. So what does that, will there be more of a move towards reducing the amount of stuff on the platform and keeping the lines moving more? There is. Throughput is big for any amusement park. No one wants to wait in the line. You want to ride the ride, enjoy it, go to the next ride and not have a long wait in line. And when you see three trains run on Dr. Diabolical's cliffhanger, it's like a beautiful symphony. When everything is just falling in place and they're all rolling where they should. And if we can use these lockers to keep the guests moving and just keep that ride going and get that throughput where it needs to be, it benefits everyone. And this is just a step in the right direction to do it. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see more of those down the line. But the difference with Dr. Diabolical's cliffhanger is we could actually build it into the process. When you're retrofitting other rides, it's not always as simple. But where there's a will, there's a way. So I'm sure we're going to be working it. And it does. The queue line feeds you right past the lockers. And for everyone to note, those lockers are free. Absolutely. And they're super easy to use. You scan your part ticket. The locker props open. You put your stuff in, not including your part ticket. (laughs) And then off you go. Um, For those guests that came in on a digital ticket or a digital season's pass, and they need to put their phone in the locker. Is there a solution for them to be able to get in their locker, but yet leave their phone in the locker? Yeah, we'll have attendants there basically with dummy tickets, essentially. So they still have something they can scan, get in the locker, and they have something to scan on the way out. So there is a solution for that in place. Yep. And they're well-designed, two-sided, so that quick and easy, that everyone can keep moving. And they're actually themed to the right. They are. They're not just lockers. They're beautifully themed lockers. They are very beautiful lockers, yes. Well, y'all truly have brought a new treasure to see, that we love seeing. Um, such a great part. Keep expanding and wonderful things. So thank you for sitting down with me today. It's been a long day. And um, thanks for sharing a little bit of time with Ace and all of our listeners. It is our pleasure, truly is. And, and to all of our Ace friends, if you're in the park, we fully expect you to ask for Jeff or Jeffrey. And if we're in the park, we certainly love saying hi. So please don't hesitate to say hi if you see us. We love talking to you folks. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Well, this has been the first drop. (laughs) What did you think? Is this something you want us to keep doing in the future? Talking about new coasters that are coming out and discussing them with people who've been on them? Let us know what you think. Reach out to us at podcast at aceonline.org. Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit aceonline.org for additional information and we... We'll see you at the parks.